welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What is up, Mad Mob? It's time! How was that? That was fire. I'll it. give it a 9-1. Let's go. It's fire. Shout out, Bruce Buffer. It's time. Rankings. We're here to help you all out. This is uh, this is what the people need. This is what the people want. Our rankings. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Excellent. I'm out here ranking from the forest, as you can see. Excellent. This is going to be a show that has got fireworks. I'm ready. Yeah, those are some beautiful redwoods behind you. Uh, do you guys think you could climb one of those? Like, take a look. There's no branches. You just have to shimmy your way up. I no. I, I have I trouble. Care. I have trouble climbing stairs, and that's what they're meant for. <laughs> Spare hug that thing and shimmy your way up, bro. I promise I'll get one splinter in my finger, and I'm down for the count. All right, Mad Mob. Here's here's how this is gonna work. We individually ranked our quarterbacks, and from that we got together. And we formed a consensus. So we have a Mad Fantasy Football podcast consensus top 15 for you. Now, we also included our individual rankings on this as well. Um, so what we plan on doing is if there is somebody that's off the consensus, um, for instance, if we have, um, I have Josh Allen at one and Begley has Josh Allen at two and Goni has Josh Allen at 12. Um, then we're going to ask Goni to, to explain. Um, that's kind of how we go here. Obviously it's not the case in this specific, uh, player, but, uh, we'll just get into it. They'll get it. Same as last year. Same as last year for you, for you repeat listeners. Let's jump into it. The mad fantasy football podcast consensus QB one this year is Josh Allen. Goni had him as the QB1 this year. I had him as the QB3. Begley had him as the QB2. So Goni's right on consensus here. Uh, I guess I'll speak on it. I'm two off. I'm the most off. Uh, nothing really against Josh Allen to put him at three. Um, he's a touchdown machine. His rushing is, is almost as good as Hurts, and he's actually more efficient. Averages more yards per carry than than Hertz. Uh, it, it's just it's just who's in front of them. That's all it is for me. Um, they made no intent. They made uh, no moves to beef up their backfield. Um, they went and added Kincaid, who's gonna who's gonna be more of a slot receiver than anything. Um, Stephon Diggs brought him back. Um, no legitimate real number two outside of Gabe Davis, but. Um, yeah, I, I think Josh Allen is going to be Josh Allen. I think the only thing that's keeping him from being the number one, in my opinion, is his lack of weapons. Disagree. Disagree. We're we're grasping his straws here as far as, I mean, you're at three, so I'm not going to beat you over the head because of it. But I had to take Josh Allen number one because he finished number two last year with those same weapons. They added Kincaid. He's been number two last year, won the, last, the, the years before that. So... He could have finished number one last year. He finished 17 points under Patrick Mahomes, and that was with a deleted game. So it was well within range. He could have finished number one three years in a row. 
He's got a solid baseline for rushing, 700 yards or more over the last two years, six rushing touchdowns is his floor for his career. He's a lock for 4,300 yards and 40 total touchdowns. Um, I just think he's going to keep doing what he's doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're splitting hairs. Um, uh, big fan of Josh Allen, man. No, nothing changes in Buffalo at all for me. All right. Our consensus number two is Patrick Mahomes. Goni had him at the two. I had him as my one. Begley had him at the three. Uh, me and Beggs are equal off. I'll, I'll let Begley take this one, though. Yeah, I, technically he was also one with Allen. They tied. Uh, so I'm, I am the farthest off on Mahomes. I, it's simple. I, I think he's in the same tier as Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. Uh, I, I just put him third because of the <coughs> mobility of the two ahead of him. Mahomes is a is a dog, man. Um <clears throat> I don't have really have anything to say. He, he he could be one, and I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I got to have him as my number one. Last year he led the NFL in yards, touchdowns, passer rating, red zone attempts, touchdown rate. He was fourth in attempts per game, fourth in money throws. The offense is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's why they signed him to a decade-long contract. Uh, the Chiefs continue to improve their offensive line. Um, PFF projects him as the sixth best this year which is a far cry from what he was. So I, I just, uh, to the moon, Mahomes finished first last year. I know, obviously, if if Allen played um, that last game, it would have been neck and neck. Uh, most likely, Allen probably would have overtaken him. But, again, I just, uh, the, this offense is Patrick Mahomes, and they're always going to, th- the fact that he was fourth in pass attempts per game actually surprised me. Yeah, me too, yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, I don't really have anything else to add. It's like you with Allen. It's just the guy who's in front of him for me. That's why I have him at two. It, he threw for 5,200 yards last year, and he did it without any wide receiver finishing, I'm pretty sure, in like the top 25. So pretty impressive stuff. Um, it's just the rushing bump that I, I give to Josh Allen that I have him slightly over. But no one will be mad if you get one of them guys. All right. Our consensus number three. Joe Shiesty, Goni again on par. Uh, consensus three, that's where he had him. I had him at two. Beggs had him at five. Beggs fading Joe Shiesty. What's going on? Man, I'm, I'm I'm not fading him. I'm just projecting him to do what he did last year. Um, the reason he's, he's five instead of four, I have Lamar Jackson coming back into the fold, my friends. I uh, went heavy on the... Rushing QB in my rankings, that's the only reason he is five instead of four. But I think his status quo for Joe. Yeah, I had him at two. I actually had him in front of Josh Allen. Um, Again, splitting hairs. I was telling Goni when we were talking about it earlier, this is 1A, 1B, 1C for me. Joe Burrow, last year, second in the NFL in passing touchdowns, second in completion percentage, fifth in yards, third in passer rating. Uh, and, And again, same as Josh Allen, all of that with a deleted game off of his schedule. Um, he's got arguably the best receiving core in football. Um, and to be honest, the Bengals forget that they have running backs half the time. So it's kind of another Mahomes situation where they're just going to uh, throw the ball. And they turned their – they had an awful offensive line. Um, they had some good 2022 acquisitions with Orlando Brown Jr. and Alex Kappa. Um, and now PFF has them as a top-10 offensive line. Uh, they're going to continue to pass, and and I think that's going to be fantasy greatness for him. 
Yeah, and he's gotten better every year so far that he's been in the league. I'm expecting 40-plus touchdowns out of him this year, which is – it's a lot. It's definitely a lot when it comes to passing, but I think Joe Burrow can do it. We saw them kind of change the identity the Eagles last year mm-hmm. uh, from a running team primarily to just chucking it. So I expect that to be the winning formula. It did very well for him last year. I don't think the injury – uh, in preseason is going to hinder him at all. They're going to take good care of him, and I look for him to have a career year. Agreed. Consensus four, Jalen Hurts. Goni had him at the four. Goni's consensus is on point so far. I had him at the six. Beggs had him as the number one. What's going on, man? Man, I, I, I'm. this is going to be a trend. Mad Mom, I'm going to be the odd man out here all, all the way down this list. I think Jalen makes the jump. All right? I mean, we saw it between year one and year two. You know, we saw it last year. He's got the best receiving core in the league, I think, top to bottom. I think adding DeAndre Swift only helps his, only helps his chances. Um, Vegas has, has Philly as being the third best team in the league this year, the best in the NFC. Great offensive line, great defense. Um, I'm bullish on Jalen Hurts. This is a guy that I want in every league. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like him. I I have him back at the four spot this year. I think he takes a little bit of a step back. He he scored 13 rushing touchdowns last year. Got to have some kind of regression from that. Uh, You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he he scored eight, but he just he got into the end zone a lot last year on the grounds. 3,700 yards. He only threw for 22 touchdowns. So, I mean, he they were efficient. They were phenomenal. I'm not trying to take anything away. 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. He doesn't really turn the ball over. But I just think the rushing touchdowns come down some, and that's why I've got Joe Burrow over. That is the exact reason I've faded him back to six a little bit. It's just 13 touchdowns on the ground is a lot. He rushed the ball 165 times for almost 800 yards. Jalen Hurts last year was an approve-it year, and he proved it. And I feel like now it's the time for the Eagles to protect their asset a little bit. They went out, got D. Swift and Rashad Penny, and I just I feel like they're going to pull him away from the run game a little bit. So I feel like there's going to be a fairly significant regression in his rushing touchdowns going from, to me, from 13, I'm thinking seven seven-ish is where I'd put him. Uh, a little bit more uh, passing touchdowns, but as we all know, passing touchdowns are not worth as much as um, rushing touchdowns. So that's just why I have him pushed back a little bit. And I just have some other guys making the jump. I still think he's going to be phenomenal this year. Uh, let me ask you a, a question. I, I'm just curious. I, I don't say this to be uh, argumentative. He had 10 rushing touchdowns two years ago, 13 last year. If he puts up double-digit touchdowns again, do you guys believe that's just his baseline? That's his norm? I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to bet the following year if the over under was nine and a half, I probably would still take the under. Ten is a lot, bro. It is a lot. I agree. They changed the rule. They changed the rule they as did well. It. No, they did it. Oh, they didn't. They did not change it. No. Are you sure? You can still do the push uh push the quarterback sneak in, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Fact, fact check me on it. I mean I could be wrong, but I'm I'm going to put 95% on it. It's I mean, either way, push or no push, 10 is a lot of touchdowns, <laughs> lot. bro. It is. I agree. 
the QB sneak from them was the most unstoppable QB sneak since Tom Brady. And I don't think Tom Brady's ever scored 10 rushing touchdowns before. But yeah. alas, they're they're different players. Don't get me wrong. It's just such a hard thing for a quarterback to sustain rushing success in the NFL these days. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. All right. Our consensus four. Justin Herbert. Goni, five in a row. Has him at the, sorry, did I say consensus four? Consensus five. Goni had him at the five. I had him at the four. Beggs had him at seven. Why Herbert at the seven? Again, man, I, you know, it's nothing against Herbert. It's it's not a knock there. I think I'm just pushing the rushing quarterbacks further up the list this year. Uh, I think Herbert's actually in for a pretty nice year. Um, Kellen Moore is going to make him throw the ball downfield. He's going to get the receivers involved more in the pass game. Uh, it is going to be, I think, a new-look offense out there. Um, so, you know, there might be some adjustment period, but to me – it's there's a top seven. It's a very clear tier divide after J- Justin Herbert for me. Yeah. Um, I have him the highest. I had him at four. I just think he's going to have uh, a comeback this year. Uh, he, he got absolutely demolished. His entire insides and guts were destroyed at the beginning of the season. He played through it, still managed to get second in yards, third in completion percentage at 68.2%. I think where he's going to make the biggest leap is is in his touchdowns. He was very middle of the pack in his touchdowns. Um, last year, he finished second in the league with 41.1 passing attempts per game. Uh, I think with a healthy receiving core, the addition of Quentin Johnston, he's definitely going to, uh, to me, he's a lock for 30 touchdowns next season, which is going to jump him up to this top tier. That's what I'm projecting him for as well. At least 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. I mean, I, I feel like people are fading him this year for sure because of last year, which was the worst fantasy season of his career, finishing as the QB 11. Uh, as Wayne kind of said, 25 touchdowns is his career low, career low in rushing yardage and rushing touchdowns. He gets out of the pocket a little bit usually, and he scrambles, at least in the past. Not a majorly prolific guy, but – Looking at the down year, it's kind of easy to forget that it was week two that happened. He suffered fractured cartilage, played through it the entire year, didn't miss a game. What kind of went unnoticed, I think, as well when you're looking at the numbers is the very next week in week three, they lost their best offensive lineman, Rashawn Slater, to a season-ending bicep tear. Mm -hmm. So you throw that in, and then the fact that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams also had injuries of their own limited them to only playing four games together all season. So beat up team, his top weapons not playing together. Uh, I agree. I think this is a bounce back season for him. I think he's a lock for 4,500. He can he flirts with 5,000 regardless. He had 4,700 yards last year. But I think the touchdowns come up also, and Herbert's back. All right. Moving on to the six. Consensus six, Lamar Jackson. Goni and I both have him at seven. Beggs has him at four. Uh, Begley following the trend of they got legs, rank him high. Yeah, I've been beating the Lamar drum all year. I I think this is the best receiving core, best skill players, uh, you know, talent around him he's had his entire career. Uh, Dobbins and Andrews and and Flowers and Bateman and OBJ. Um, I like the addition of Ted Monk, and he's going to spread the field. I think Lamar's got the arm. I'm betting on Lamar this year. If he doesn't do it, uh, I'll take the L and move on. 
But it always seems from Lamar, man, the drama, he finally got paid, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go to work. Yeah, I he no more excuses. It's time for Lamar to be Lamar. I uh, finished as a QB 14 last year, and that was missing five games. Um, Ronnie Stanley got healthy for him, um, and he's one of the top offensive linemen uh, per PFF. Uh, just needs to use his receivers a little bit more. I think his legs are doing what they need to do. Um, he's showing that he can be an accurate passer. Um, just just needs to uh, combine the legs and the arm to to make that jump for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just he needs to stay healthy. That's all. He's a phenomenal talent. He's going to run the ball. He's going to get his yardage. We'll see how, you know, Todd Munkin runs this offense. I know they're going for a little more pass heavy on it, but they still have one of the worst receiving cores in the league. So maybe he'll be able to get something out of that, rekindle what he had in his MVP season and put up some yardage uh, through the year. Yeah. All right, I can get this is seven. This was a uh, kind of another hot take because they're right next to each other, two guys that we compared a lot last year. We got Justin Fields. Goni has him at the six. I have him at the eight. Beggs also has him at the six. Surprising. I guess I'll talk into it and then and then let you all just go after it. Um, Justin Fields, I just got him one, one behind. Uh, not that big of a deal. Uh, he was a dud at the beginning of the year, stud towards the end of the year. We all know, uh, his running ability opened up a, a whole new world for him. Um, the bears, their off season really showed that they're deciding to stick with them. Um, they went out and got DJ Moore, snagged Nate Davis, um, a right guard and free agency and used their number one pick on left tackle Darnell, Wright. Um, they're protecting the asset. Um, the line is still subpar, but when you go out and get two guys like that, you're going to be on the better end of average, I think. Um, I think he continues to do it. Um, last year he finished six. I think with the healthy Lamar and another guy that we're going to talk about next that I had above him, uh, I think he I think he does the same thing. I mean, I think he finishes the same range he did last year. I think he gets rid of the dud beginning, but I don't think he has as many 40-point jammies to <laughs> – to buoy him up there. I think he averages out and becomes a very serviceable uh, fantasy quarterback this year. Yeah, you know, again, he he goes right with my uh, Sonic theme here on my quarterback rankings. For me, I'm just counting on him scrambling out of the pocket, uh, not being able to get to his second read, and running for his life. Go Man, sweet justice. Bagley, 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 ranking Justin Fields, his hated nemesis, the cause of multiple lost fantasy doinks uh, <laughs> since last year. He's got him ranked at six. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, yeah, I think he's going to continue, though. I mean, he almost set the quarterback rushing record last year. He finished as the QB7 with 2,200 passing yards and 17 touchdowns. That's not great by any means. It's terrible. I'd go as far as to say that's real bad. Yeah, it's real. I mean, it is. Absolutely. Terrible. And he finished as the QB7 still. So, like Wayne said, they they fixed up the O-line a little bit. They went out. They got DJ Moore, who's a number one wide receiver, moving Darnell Mooney back to the two spot where he should be. And you have to figure we're going to see 
some better passing out of uh, Justin Fields this year. So he's in the offense. He's got another year under his belt with the playbook, learning it. I just see him getting better, honestly. Time will tell. All right. Consensus 8. T-Law. Welcome to the show, Trevor Lawrence. Goni has him at 8. I have him at 5. Beggs has him at 9. I jumped him up there. From 2021 to 2022, Trevor Lawrence was a different guy. I think he does it again. Last year was top 10 in yards, touchdowns, passer rating, accuracy rating, attempts per game. With the addition of Calvin Ridley uh, and another year with Christian Kirk and Urban Meyer, another year in the rear view, I expect just another nice jump from Trevor Lawrence. He's another guy who I think is capable of 30 touchdowns and 4,500 yards. Um, Offensive line is really the only thing that is a question mark. They've got Brandon Scherf and – Nothing else. I mean, Cam Robinson is suspended six games, and he's our second best. So that's really uh, the only question mark we have is if if their best guy can stay healthy and and if he's still alive after six games. Calvin Ridley's no no schlub. I mean, I think he'll have a few weeks where he's got to get back into the rhythm. Um, but with being just top ten in every statistical category last year, I think he just makes another jump this year. Yeah, I mean, I I don't hate the uh, projections at all. I think it's definitely a very real possibility. For me, it was status quo uh, on Trevor Lawrence. It's just his rushing upside is so low. I just don't think he's got the ceiling some of the other players have. That's about it for me. Go on. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much just – I'm on point with Wayne. I just have some of the rushing guys like Lamar and Fields over him. Uh, but he he improved in every facet last year. So I'm looking for him to take another stride. Uh, he's looking like the number one pick he was drafted to be. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Mad Mob, this is where the consensuses are going to get kind of weird. You're going to see where we had this next guy compared to where his consensus is. It's not going to make much sense to you. But keep in mind, this range from 9 to about 20, we were all over the place. I mean, we've had people, I think Begley had a guy ranked eight that I had ranked like 22nd. So it's just, you're going to see some weird ones starting with this one. Our consensus nine is Geno Smith. Goni had him at 13. Beggs and I both had him at 10. Goni, what's up? Uh, man, it's just, I have to see it out of Geno again. I know he's he's playing. He's in Seattle. Pete Carroll's gotten great production out of his quarterbacks ever since he's gotten there. Last year was a weird year, man. All kinds of quarterbacks got hurt. I think there was a record set for most different starting quarterbacks played throughout the league ever. I think it was like 68 or something wild like that. That helps open up the door for top 12 finishes. I don't know if everyone's healthy, if he would have finished there. And I'm not going to say that he, he wouldn't have either. Um, but that's pretty much just my main thing. I like a lot of the guys ahead of him. If everyone's healthy, I think he's still going to do very well. It's just, he plays in a rough division and I got to see it again, man. It's a guy who hasn't done anything for his entire career. He, he just had a breakout year last year. Beggs, uh, as Beggs puts it, you don't have a breakout in year three, four, five, six, seven, eight, twelve. Like wow. if it doesn't happen right away, it just doesn't happen. That's the Begley motto. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, so that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Man, I think what happened was Geno got away from the Jets and found a good organization, and he found receiving talent. I think Seattle might have the best receiving core in the league behind Philly. Uh, trying to rack my brain, but I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is all that in a bag of chips. I think he only helps them. You said it best gone. Pete Carroll just gets production. Uh, I just don't see what changes here. It's going to be a horrible defensive team. They're going to throw the ball early and often. And with uh, Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet banged up right now, it's Geno season. So they're they're going to let Geno cook where they didn't let Russ? They did last year. Here's my thing is Pete Carroll is, in fact, the quarterback whisperer. Regardless of of his fantasy finish being what five something like that, uh, and and other quarterback injuries, that doesn't change the fact that he had forty three hundred yards, thirty touchdowns, and the highest completion percentage in the NFL. They went out and got him another weapon. They signed him. They're committing to him. Uh, in twenty twenty two, they got uh, two more offensive linemen. They were not that great. Another year under their belt. Hopefully, they improve a little bit. Um, I'm obviously seeing a regression by taking them back to ten, but I, I don't. It's it's hard to argue with those numbers and and Pete Carroll's track record. That's fair. I won't put too much stock into the completion percentage though. It doesn't really matter to me that much. Why not? Because Alex Smith had a league leading completion percentage one year, and we all know how good Alex Smith was. Wow. He was probably pretty good that year. I mean, I feel like it's important to score fantasy points if your receivers catch the ball. It is. It is. But I'm saying leading the league as opposed to a guy who's in 12th or 13th or something like that. I don't know. That's not the reason why I would buoy him up there. The 4,300 yards are fine. The touchdowns are fine. If he puts up another year like that, he'll absolutely be in the top 12. I'll say that. I'll agree with that. Okay. All right, our consensus 10. Goni had him at 9. God, I'll probably say it. It's Tua. Tagovailoa. Goni has him at 9. Beggs and I have him at 13. And this is just... It, I don't really have much to add on this. This guy probably does have the best receivers. He's got an absolute stable of running backs. Um, no, like true studs, but my gosh, they got reinforcements. They'll, there will, they will never be short of, of fresh legs in, in Miami. I'm just fading them because there are some guys that have made jumps. Justin Fields, I'm putting them up here. There. Travis, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'm putting them up here. Geno Smith, I'm putting them up here. Uh, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't justify having him in front of them when his brain is jello inside his skull. So, I have. I'm going to ask a question really quick. If you guys were an NFL GM and you could start your team with two NFL wide receivers, are you taking Tyreek and Waddle or AJ Brown and Devonta? Tyreek and Waddle. Tyreek and Waddle. Okay. I I I don't Wayne. I don't think we necessarily need to defend our position as as much as going on this one. He's projecting a pretty good leap for Tua, uh, and, and you know. One of Gones knocks on Lamar is he doesn't play. Neither does Tua, right? And Tyreek Hill had a career season last year. Jalen Waddle was a top, what, 15 receiver? 
if I'm not mistaken. And he still finished his QB 15. Uh, health is a real concern here, Gob. Well, I mean, we all know why he finished as the QB 15. He didn't, he didn't play all the games. Wayne, that's just weird to hear from you, man, just being a guy who doesn't like to base anything off of injuries. We like to take well, that out of the equation. Well, concussions are the most... Uh, once you get one concussion, they're very easy to to happen again. And that's nothing that can be surgically... You can't surgically intervene to keep concussions from happening more often. That's that's me with like torn ACLs, Achilles, some things. You can have surgery, and, and the way surgeries are and doctors are now, they make you invincible. It just doesn't... You can't do that with concussions. That's true. That's fine. That's understandable. But, I mean, you're also talking about guys making jumps. Tua made jumps last year. He went from 29th in the league in average depth of target in 2021 to second in the league last year. The The knock was he was just checking it to Jalen Waddle, and Jalen Waddle was yards after catch. He wasn't throwing it down the field second last year. Uh, he had the fifth best touchdown interception ratio. He led the league in passer rating. He still has arguably, as you said, the best wide receiver tandem in the NFL. They combined for over 3,000 yards, 15 touchdowns. And his points per game, he had 18.3, which would have been tied for eighth with Joe Burrow last year. Uh, I mean, he's he's real good. He's very good. He just needs to stay on the field. And that, honestly, to me, is the only thing that will stop him from getting into the top 12 this year. That's that's kind of mean. I'm not. These, these are uh, the reason we're not arguing so much on these on these Mad Mob is that these are our opinions. So it's it's kind of no point to argue. Uh, my thing is, he had that year, and like you said, if you if you took his point average, he'd be quarterback eight, and that was a really great year for him. So I just don't think he can do it again. I don't think he can have two WR ones again. It's the reason I pulled Jalen Hurts back a little bit. Um, just, just my opinion. Um, and I don't have him. I, I think he was my 13. So yeah, yeah, he was my 13. So, uh, you know, uh, again, and you'll hear this saying a lot in our rankings, we're just splitting hairs here. All right. Our consensus 11, uh, Begley, Begley brought him back here, man. You got some explaining to do. We got Kirk Cousins. Goni at the 11. I had him at the 9. Beggs faded this man all the way to 17. Why? I did, man. I did. And, and I, you know, when I was doing the list, right, I, I it's very hard for me to get him in my top 15. I, I could probably switch him with 15. Um, but, man, there's such a clear divide for me. I, I know Kirk is the perennial underrated guy. Uh I think there's regression in play here, man. He was wildly efficient last year, right? We know how Minnesota outperformed expectations as a team. I know the passing volume is there, right? On the surface, you see the upgrade from Thielen to Addison. Uh, and they lose Cook. All signs point to Kirk having a major year. I'm going to zig while everybody zags. Uh, I think Kirk is, 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 is outside the top 15, just call it a gut feel, boys. How's that for analysis? It's that analysis is almost like not taking a player as a as a bust because you can't find them. <laughs> yes, yes. My yes. gosh, that analysis is my gut. How's this for analysis, man? He's the safest bet to be a top ten guy all year. They drafted another receiver to replace Thielen. 
They got Hawkinson back, brought his career back from the depths. Uh, this is what I saw that, that I loved. They are the only team to return all five starting offensive linemen from last year. He ranked fifth in attempts per game, fourth in yards, fifth in touchdowns, tenth in passer rating. I think this is a guy that could finish higher than what we have the consensus. I, I don't see any way he drops out of it, and that's just – that's not my gut. That's just – I'm looking at some stats and facts. Man. Uh, yeah, they throw the ball way too much. Like, there's no way I could ever fade him out of the top 12, much less the top 15, man. He's super consistent. Uh, quick trivia. Who has the longest active streak in the NFL of at least 3,500 passing yards and 25 touchdowns? Is it Kirk Cousins? It's Kirk Cousins, yes. bro. He's done it for eight seasons. Eight seasons. It's consistency. That might not necessarily be, you know, top 12 numbers or whatever, but, I mean, the guy had a career-high 643 attempts last year. It, they they chucked the ball a lot. They got rid of Dalvin Cook. A- Alexander Madison isn't necessarily the answer. I don't think they're giving him 20 carries a game, but they are going to milk every last bit out of Kirk Cousins' arm before he leaves, and I just don't see – I don't see the volume coming down. The volume play alone, I think, makes him a top 12 guy. And he really wasn't he, – he threw a good amount of interceptions. If he can clean those up, he could make an even bigger jump. I will offer a double doink to both of you that I, Kirk Cousins is outside the top 10 this year. I thought we already took 12. Do we already have a doink on this? I'm pretty sure we took it off air, didn't we? Can you Is check on that? Doink, Bob? Can, you, can you confirm? There's many a doink to confirm, so fill the uh, the void while I do this. I will I will double down, Wayne, and I'll offer you that same doink at, at top 10. No, I'll just I, keep my 12. All right. It's not often we get a, a Wayne guarantee or a Wayne lock, if you will. So, Like 30 minutes ago, you were just talking about you don't make doinks on the same player because it's bad business. I, I, you know what, Gob? I, there's just something in the pit of my gut. We we can clown me after this at the end of the year. I can lose the quarterback race off this one player alone. It's just something in my gut just tells me avoid Kirk Cousins, man. Maybe it was a Netflix show. What uh? Where did you have Geno Smith in your rankings? Ten. Weird, because uh, we have a doink in the ledger. It was um, back in February. When we were doing our quarterback consensus review, no better time to have made a doink where you took Kirk Cousins to finish better than Geno Smith this year. Smart of me to hedge my smart of me to hedge my bets. Oh my gosh. Smart. Yep. Smart. Fitting. It was on the QB consensus of last year. Better fantasy finish. Beggs has cousins. Wayne has Geno. Smart. Way to hedge my bets. I don't know, man. I, I like I said, I, I just have a feeling. I there's just too much rushing upside in, in the league right now at the position. I think he's got to have another career high in, in passing attempts, in my opinion. Your bets aren't hedged because I can easily win both of those. Hedged. So wait, are we doing a double doink in the top twelve or what? No, but going. I'll I'll offer you that same doink. Cousins and Gino? I know. I'll offer you Kirk Cousins outside the top 10. Oh, did Wayne take that? I no. thought we already had a Kirk Cousins inside the top 12 doing. No, you Wayne, don't. 
We literally just made it. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, 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 okay. It's literally, yeah, we did just make it. I have it on the ledger here. It's it's literally right here, but I wasn't paying attention when I, I literally was scrolling through all of them, and I was like, don't see it, don't see it. You should have started with that, Wayne. I, did, I said we literally made it before we got on. Hey, man, you should have led with that. Hey, listen, here's my thing, boys, right? We know Russian quarterbacks are cheat codes in fantasy football. We have enough evidence to support that. More and more QBs are, are running now, right? You know, as a pure pocket passer, I, I could argue him or Gino, right? The Tua. I, I'm not going to put him above Tua. I'm not going to put him above Gino. So for me, it comes down to Cousins, Goff, or Dak, right? I mean, there's a hard cap for him for me at behind Tua. I just can't, I don't know, just can't so, do it. Man. So can I get on that doink as well that Wayne got with you? I will do Cousins outside the top 10 with you, Gone. Nah, no deal. Okay. Onward. Consensus 12, Dak Prescott. Goni and I had him at 12. Begs, trying his best not to jinx the season because this year's <laughs> our year. Has him at 14. Look, boys, just call it a gut feeling on Dak. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> your, your guts were terrible last year. You finished last. Uh, I in quarterback, I did, yeah, but not last overall. It needs it needs to be said. Uh, yeah, when it comes to Dak, man, I think losing Kellen Moore is going to hurt Dak. Uh, we talked about it when we reviewed our our RBs. Dallas is going to run the ball more than they have in the last five years this year. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I think, is committed to a ground game. He said it multiple times through interviews. Uh, our offensive line is getting old, uh, and Dak just seems to be getting more inaccurate. Um, outside of CeeDee Lamb, I'm not really bullish on Gallup or Cooks. Uh, he's got rookie tight ends uh, who I like, but you know he doesn't have the rapport. Dak's just kind of a man for me. Um, again, I can't put him above Tua. That's fair. Um, Dak's stats are very uh, average, extremely average in pretty much every statistical category. He just continues to have things going for him this year that he's had going for him his entire career, and that's a good running game, a great defense, a stellar offensive line, and a top-tier receiver. Um, I don't think it takes a prime Tom Brady to return fantasy value with all those things going for you. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard for Hard for me to put him outside the top 12, really. That's why I have him here. He's he's going to put up his numbers. He's going to do his thing. CeeDee Lamb's phenomenal. I mean, I, it's just hard for me to take him outside the top 12, so that's where I got him there. All right. Out of QB1 land, our consensus 13, Danny Dimes. Goni has him at the 14. I have him at the 16. Beggs has him as a QB1. I guess I'll speak on it. Just not a huge Danny Dimes fan. It's as simple as that. He had his first decent year last year. They signed him. But nothing changes that. That man's got negative amounts of weapons. And he's not Patrick Mahomes. I just don't see. If I have him as my QB1, I'm just I'm not feeling good about it. I trust in Dable. 
He didn't have any weapons last year at all and got QB9. Uh, you know, a lot of it's on the back of his legs. Right. You know, Dable really leaned into Allen and his legs in, in uh, Buffalo in that offense. I, I just think the trend continues personally. I think the wide receiver room gets a little bit of a boost when Wando gets healthy. Uh, maybe Sterling Shepard stays healthy. Um, yeah, I, I like Danny Dimes as kind of a sleeper, you know, QB2, super flex kind of thing. I mean, Daniel Jones has never had a full cast of characters in his entire career yet. He, it's like the plague for him whenever the season gets underway. All the wide receivers get hurt. He's never had everyone healthy ever, including Saquon. And, I mean, he still put up uh, good fantasy numbers. He finished as the, the QB9. He threw for over 3,000 yards. He only had 15 touchdowns. But, I mean, 700 yards on the ground and seven touchdowns. It's good for for fifth amongst quarterbacks for the yardage and and third with seven touchdowns amongst quarterbacks as well. So, I mean, that's just another thing to where I feel like he has a good rushing baseline and things can only go up production-wise for him. It might not be a mega jump or anything, but I feel like if he has a healthy cast of receivers, they brought in Darren Waller, who I think is going to get a large target share as well. Another question mark with whether or not he stays healthy. But it's just something to where the passing production has potential for growth, and that's that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, not too bullish on Danny Dimes sucking or anything. Our consensus 14, and I'll take the blame for this one, Jared Goff. Goni has him at 16. I have him at 11. Beggs has him at 15. Jared Goff, to me, is is just underrated after last year. He finished fifth in yards, fifth in touchdowns, ninth in passer rating, eighth in attempts per game. He's playing behind PFF's number two offensive line that allowed the second fewest sacks in the league last year. They allowed Jamal Williams, a not-so-shifty guy, a career backup, to rank 10th in yards before contact. And with Gibbs and Montgomery in the backfield, Amon Ra and Jamison Williams there for a little bit longer than he was last year, it's not out of the realm of possibility to see Goff improve on his already impressive 45 yards and 29 touchdowns from last year. You know, it's, it's the same story for me, right? There's a rushing cap in, in my rankings. He doesn't run the ball, and I don't think he's a prolific enough pocket passer to overcome that deficit. Uh, I do like the Lions this year, man. I I, I like Jamison Williams as a dart throw in redraft leagues, um, you know, late. I think Amon Ra explodes. I like Gibbs. I, I like golf. Yeah, I think last year was his absolute ceiling, and it's kind of a thing for me where I don't know if he's necessarily going to hit it again. I don't know if the millions of quarterbacks that were injured last year is what helped bump him up to number 10. But, I mean, he did have the best touchdown-interception ratio in the league last year with 4.14. Uh, but, I mean, he didn't really throw down the field too much. Only 8% of his attempts were beyond 20 yards. Um, and then he also got a boost from having uh, 12 40-yard completions, which was second to Patrick Mahomes. That's uh, just a number that I don't think is going to return this year. Uh, it could. I mean, it's just a, a rough stat to kind of bank on and everything. Like I said, I think he was at his peak last year as far as fantasy goes, and it'll be hard to see repeat. That's fair. 
All right. Our last guy we have a consensus for, Deshaun Watson. Goni has him at 17. I have him at 15. Beggs put him in as an RB1, QB12. Beggs, speak on it, my boy. I think, Gon, I think you're way too low on this guy, man. Uh, I think Deshaun, to me, is the is the comeback player of the year this year. I think he's got the potential to get even higher than what I have him ranked. Uh, I love the Elijah Moore signing. I like Cooper. I like Peoples-Jones. Uh, they signed Cedric Tillman to eventually replace DPJ. Um, you know, when I was doing my research for this and all my gut feelings, one thing I kept coming across on the internet was how Stefanski's looking for explosive plays. The Browns had the fewest explosive plays in the NFL last year. You don't get that by handing the ball off to Nick Chubb 25 times a game. Uh, I think Deshaun is going to get unleashed. He's going to get an opportunity at least to prove himself in the league again this year. I'm banking on that. I mean, I could be I could be completely wrong on this altogether. Um, he just didn't look good last year, man. He didn't look good. I don't know if he's going to return to form. Um, I was a major fan of Deshaun Watson when he was in Houston. I had him on my fantasy team a bunch. So, I mean, we all know what he can do. He was, he was one of the top guys. Uh, but last year... Uh, out of 38 quarterbacks with at least 170 attempts, Watson ranked 32nd in on-target percentage with 68.2 and 36th in completion percentage. Uh, he didn't top 200 yards passing in four of the six games. His yards per attempt ranked 32nd with six and a half. It was it was just rough. And it, it just seemed like, you know, after not playing so long, uh, obviously you're going to have the ring rust, as Wayne likes to say. But his decision-making was was terrible. Uh, he processed things very slowly. He averaged a league-high 3.27 seconds before throwing. And, I mean, that just compounds your struggles. you got to make the quick decisions. Again, it could be from a long layoff. He's coming to this team. He's still, I'm sure, learning the playbook. It, regardless of the games that he played last year, he's only got, like, what, six games, eight games under his belt? It's not a lot. So he's still going to be learning the playbook when it comes to live action does he do it? I don't know. And and I know this doesn't count for any statistical analysis, but the Browns are the Browns, man. Just what it is. Yeah, and he's got an aging Amari as his guy again. I just – and I don't really have him, like, terribly far back there, so it's not like I'm saying he's going to suck. I just uh, – too many question marks. I got to see. I, obviously, he's going to be, in my opinion, better than what he was last year because he has another year under his belt, but – I'm definitely not uh, thrilled if he's my QB1. Yes. And, uh, you know, he was a narrow victor over both Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson in the rankings. Go, Russell Wilson. Okay, hang on. No, we're getting there. So, out of all our consensus rankings, we had 15. All of my guys were mentioned. My top 12 guys were mentioned with our consensus 15. Goni, and the consensus 15, we were missing his QB 10. Go ahead and speak on him, man. I mean, I'm I'm chalking up last year to just a bad season with a terrible head coach, Russ learning a new system that refused to work. Uh, I mean, in the 13 games that he had with Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach, he averaged 14.3 fantasy points per game, 231 yards, and one touchdown per game. It's obviously not going to get it done at all. In the two games that he had without Hackett, 
He averaged 24 fantasy points per game, 250 yards passing, and three touchdowns. Uh, Sean Payton, as we know, and I've, I've absolutely beat this horse to death, he's coming in. He's always been an offensive mastermind. Uh, I, I looked back on his points per game as head coach, and he has an average of 5.5 as his rank per season and, and points per game. So I'm looking for the offense to have a major jolt. I think this is a big bounce-back season for Russell Wilson. I don't think it's something to where you can really look at this and have him and Deshaun Watson, for example, since he was another guy that that finished above Russell Wilson for us in our consensus, and look at Deshaun Watson after the season he had last year and say, that guy has a chance, but look at Russell Wilson and say, he doesn't have a chance. That's just where I'm at. Yep, and you know what? Hey, that's why we that's why we're going to let you say your piece on a guy that wasn't in the consensus but in your top 12. And we're going to let you do that so we can hear Begley's piece on why his number 8 wasn't in our consensus top 15. Oh, I can't wait. Number 8, Anthony Richardson. I've said it 100 times on this podcast already, boys. It's all about the legs. Colts have already named Anthony Richardson the starter. For week one, he beat out Gardner Minshew, who is no slouch in his own right. Look, the Colts have probably nothing to play for this year. Uh, they're not going to be very good. So what's going to happen? They're going to play their young QB and see what he's got. Um, I, to me, this is an offense that's going to look an awful lot like Chicago last year. Probably has a little better weapons. Uh, I think Anthony Richardson probably throws the ball 20 to 25 times a game, and he does a lot of, of uh, damage on the ground. I mean, this guy's a – we've all seen the combine. You've heard the hype. It, it, it's baked into his ADP. He, he's a unit. I think Steichen gets him out in space. He unlocked Jalen Hurts last year, uh, and, I, and I think he's going to do the same for AR-15. Can I offer you a doink on him, sir? Yes. Can I offer you a doink that says he throws 15 touchdowns or less? No doink. I just said his passing is not going to – that's not what's going to make or break his profile, right? It's it, it's it's the work on the ground, period. Can I offer you a doink? Yes. I think he gets less than 10 rushing touchdowns this year. You know, he's going to need it if he's going to finish number eight and not have any passing work. Yeah, if you don't think he's going to get 15 passing touchdowns, but he's going to finish as the QB8, then he's definitely got to get double-digit rushing touchdowns. Or he's just going to throw for a lot of yards. Or or every single quarterback in the league is going to simultaneously tear their UCLs. Mm. About no, okay. 24 of them. Gone, I'm surprised to hear you say that because you of all people understand the rushing impact of an NFL quarterback. Wayne, I tell you what, I'll meet you at I'll meet you at eight. Uh, I, ten ten's a little high. I'll give you eight. No, no. The, if you're not if you're not bullish on him being a rushing guy, I don't think he's going to pass for fifteen. But I think he's going to be the QB eight. I don't know. I don't know where he's going to make up that ground. Well, where do you think he's going to make up the ground if he's not getting fifteen passing passing touchdowns? Like, do you think he's just going to rush for like twelve hundred yards this year or something? What's your, what's your over under on his on his yardage? I think. Well, I didn't say he wouldn't pass for fifteen. I'm just not going to put a doink on it that he does. 
Uh, I mean, to me, I, I think a thousand yards is well within the realm of possibility. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of it depends too on the Jonathan Taylor uh, situation. I don't know. Is he still not playing as of now? Do you guys know? As of right now, I don't believe so. Hold no. I mean, I mean, Wayne. Uh, you know, I, I tell you what. I'll take your ten rushing to, to touchdown doink, but I want a Jonathan Taylor provision on it. Um, if he misses two games or more, uh, the bet's live. Will you take that? If he misses two games, the bet's live. Jonathan Taylor misses two games or more. I'll take your doing of, of 10 plus rushing. Does it have to be based on the holdout or just period? Uh, I mean, let's just go period. It's just, it's just one off of our doing provision I'll of our uh, injury provision. I'll take it. Okay. All right. I'll put it in. Uh, just one other thing though, it, like why I'm so down on him and you're, you know, you're trying to hit me with the power of the rushing quarterbacks. Uh, your nemesis, the man you absolutely despise, Justin Fields, who I've been hyping up for the last year and a half, and you refuse to love him. Um, although you did give him love. You gave him love this time around, and I appreciate that. His rookie year, man, he he played 12 games. He finished as the QB 31, and he only ran for 420 yards and two touchdowns. I understand that Anthony Richardson is, is a specimen. It's going to be a part of his game to run. It's just that I don't think that we can expect him to come in and rush for a thousand yards or eight hundred yards or I, it's just a lot. It's a lot of expectation. Uh, Justin Fields had a hard time with it. You already know the passing is going to be hard regardless because Matt Ryan, who's been in the league for forever, struggled mightily. Philip Rivers struggled mightily. Uh, Michael Pittman's not that dude. It's just hard. It's it's hard for me to get him there. Um, I want him to succeed. I, I just it's rough. I, I don't like the Fields comparison uh, at all because you know Fields really played nine games, right? His r- rookie season, and in three of those games, he had three rushing attempts. Right? They were trying to make him a pocket passer that wasn't his game. They got him out of the pocket. That's when he really started to be kind of decent. Right. Steichen's been there in Philly with Jalen Hurts. I mean, that's why Indy hired him as their head coach. That's why he went and got AR-15. He reached for him in the draft. Um, To me, that's a marriage made in heaven. And you know what? Compared to the Bears' weapons last year, I'll take Pittman, I'll take Downs, and I'll take Jonathan Taylor. I think he's coming into a better situation, weak division. Why not? Offensive line is a little bit better, too. It is. It is. And plus, I mean, I think he's a better runner than Fields. I think Fields has a better arm. I'm not high on AR-15 as an NFL player long-term. Wayne and I have talked about that a lot. We watched him at Florida. He wasn't very good. Uh, But I think he, while he has the keys to that offense, just like Justin Fields, I think he's a top-12 guy. My thing, too, just with these rankings and, and again, they're opinion-based you know, just with a little bit of stats behind them, and some of us put our gut behind it. I, <laughs> it's just hard for me to put rookies up here in in any sort of ranking. I mean, you got to be in a great spot for me to put a rookie in here in any in, in any capacity. Um, do I think do I think C.J. Stroud has a possibility? 
we'll see. Do I think Bryce Young? I think he's got a little bit better opportunity to do it than C.J. Stroud. But, you know, it's just hard for me to put a rookie up here. Hey, the NFL is a different game. Um, you just you don't know if they're going to be complete duds or as advertised. So uh, I guess we'll see. Mad Mob, we'll be back just in a couple days with our running back rankings. Going to try and bang out the all of the running back rankings. We're going to do two episodes. We're going to do 1 through 12 and then 13 through 24 um, of our consensus picks. Going to try and bang them out um, sometime next week. I don't know, first one, maybe Tuesday, last one Friday, boys. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. Hey, Justin Ross, two for 30 in a tutty, first preseason game, Wayne. Nervous? Uh, not in the least bit. All right, fair enough. Not in the least. I guarantee you there was four other guys on that roster who got a catch that we'd never even heard of. Just saying. He looked good. Yeah, look good on the Z team. Mad Mob, rushing quarterbacks for you.